0: Good morning, everyone. I am back with another episode and the word for today is influence. Uh, God has just put this on me throughout the year and um, this morning I go to sleep listening to sermons and the sermon of today is influence, which I I find it kind of funny. Last night I was speaking to a friend and we were kind of discussing how we have to remove ourselves from certain people, stop, you know, looking at certain things that can, like, cause us to, like, do things we're not supposed to be doing or watching movies that are inappropriate, you know, that might raise something within us. Um, So I just kind of find it funny that this morning God was, like, put, put this sermon on for me to listen to and, um, i just wanted to speak on that because i was listening and i highly highly suggest you guys listen to it it's um the power of influence by jensen franklin from free chapel look up that sermon listen to it it is just so amazing and you will gain so much knowledge and i just i just really don't want to spoil it for you guys just please listen to it it is just really amazing and um I kind of just wanted to discuss some Bible verses that I found on influence. So I wanted to read the first verse, which is 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty-three. And I think we've all heard this. Um, I know I've heard it before. I didn't really know where it came from. Um, so it might sound familiar to you guys. It says... Do not be deceived, evil company corrupts good habits. so how many times have we have heard evil company corrupts good habits? like you can have good morals, but just being around a person for too long you start to pick up some of their habits, some of their characteristics, some of their beliefs that might be different from yours, and that can start changing your perspective on how things really are. So you might have used to think good about this certain thing, but somebody, you know, you might be thinking like, oh, this person opened my eyes to this certain situation. Now you think negatively. And um, that's not that's just not how things are. Like we sometimes are raised with good morals and sometimes with bad morals. We all have a little bit of both. But I think it's always wise to know which ones, hey, I have noticed this works for me. And if it doesn't work for you, I'm not going to allow you to change that for me. You know, there's things that we have to hold on to that we have been taught since we were kids. Of course, there's other things that we have been taught that we're not good and kind of have to learn how to let go of those and pick up good new habits. Um, I know growing up, my dad, he... um you know, smoke, I think he still smokes cigarettes. And he used to always hide and smoke them around us. Like, we would never really see him. And if we were out there, he would try to walk away from us. But I would sometimes be able to still see how he was smoking cigarettes. And um, I used to just... I, the only thing I remember from that is just seeing the shame of... The addiction. Like, he did not want us to know he was smoking and he would walk away. He would not allow us to be around. And I used to always wonder, like, why? You know, but now looking back, he didn't want to influence us. He didn't want to show us that that was correct, that smoking was okay. You know, he didn't want to show something that he was struggling with and make it seem like it was fine. And at the time, I didn't understand, but I do now. And thank God I never, you know, picked up that habit. Because I, I saw how it would be embarrassing for him to even be doing it. And um, another thing, another way I was influenced that I can recall is my mom. My mom, I remember she used to always tell us, like, when we on our way to a doctor's appointment, she used to say... You know anytime you have an appointment you always have to be there before the appointment like 15 minutes before or like you always have to leave before like you don't get there on time you leave before i still struggle with that today i was really good at it when i was in california and maybe because it was a traffic so i used to like make sure i was there like super early then i have to look for parking so there was like a lot of things that used to play into that i used to leave sometimes like 40 minutes before my appointments to make sure traffic was not going to make me late and looking for a parking was not going to make me late but now that i'm in the midwest and there's no traffic (laughs) everywhere i go is kind of no lines i'm kind of sometimes being there on time and that is something that i've been battling with a lot because i know that I was not like this this is not what I was taught so it's something that I have to change and um but I always remember her just speaking on like you have to be there on time and you know time is very valuable you don't ever just think about your time you think about the other person's time you know you always want to treat people the way you want to be treated that was a big thing for me she was so big on treat people the way you want to be treated and sometimes I used to be like, well, you know, if someone's going to hit me, then I they obviously want to be treated that way. I'm going to hit them back. But that's not correct, you know. Um, you got to pick and choose when you apply these things. Like, of course, that's not correct. But if someone wants to be treated with disrespect, you don't go and disrespect them. Till you kind of just turn the other cheek. Um, kind of ignore them. And another thing that I picked up from my mom was her her love for helping the needy my mom would always be helping like she was always at church so she used to go and feed the homeless go and visit the elderly she would go to jails and speak to people in jails and um it's just so amazing Although I never went with her to speak at a jail, I remember her leaving Saturdays. Every Saturday morning she used to go to the jails and speak to people. And it's just so crazy. There's I have a story with that for another day, but um I remember her leaving early in the mornings and coming back late on Saturdays and because the jails in California like they you you're there for a long time making line to get in. So sometimes I know that they would leave, I think like at four in the morning, drive to whatever prison they were going to go to, start making line and wait for them to open. And there was a lot of sacrifices that she was doing to be able to do this. And um, that I wish I could have been a part of, but uh, since I was so young, I couldn't. But she would take us to go feed the homeless. And... I honestly love that. I love helping people. Um, I can't wait till the day the Lord allows me to be able to just dedicate my every single day to helping needy people, whether it's feeding them, whether it's finding them resources or whatever it is that they need. Like, I really want to do this. It is so deep in my heart to help people. And I think I got that from my mom. Um, just her influence on helping others and loving others aside from yourself. Um, She always would be doing something on the weekends that involved helping others. I remember going to, um, you know, um, visiting the elderly people and just kind of, I remember we would go like from room to room and just kind of see how they were doing. Um, i I did I do remember them playing games but they were going from just from door to door and just talking to them asking them how they were doing some of them I remember were sick and um although to me at that time I kind of I think I was afraid of like older people so I I kind of didn't um engage too much but I I did still like seeing how you can be a help to others. And um, another time I can recall an influence in my life that has always stuck to me and to this day has become a valuable tool in my prayer life is the influence of my grandparents. So my grandma would wake up at 3 a.m. to pray. She would wake up. My grandpa would wake up. They would wake up and pray, pray the rosary. Um, and then she would go and go about her day. She would go and my grandpa would go milk the cows. She'll start getting ready for making the food for that day. Like their day will be would begin at 3 a.m. And I remember every time she used to come to... To California to visit us, or she used to be like, You guys wake up so late, like, you guys are lazy. Like, she used to call us in Spanish, like, you guys are the laziest thing. And we, um, mind you, at that time, I think we were waking up at seven in the morning, and she was like, Uh uh, that is not the time you wake up, like, you wake up early, like, you gotta start looking for ways to make food. And I used to be like, Grandma, like, the food is ready, you know, like, what are you talking about? There's cereal. She was a big person, she hated cereal. She used to say that cereal used to, you know, cause a little mental illness. And sometimes, um, you know, she used to be like, I think, you know, cereal is what makes kids dumb. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe all that sugar, maybe she was right. But just the influence of her waking up at three in the morning every single day, no matter where she was at, is just so amazing. She would come and visit us. And obviously in the United States, she doesn't have to do the same things that she has to do in El Salvador as far as going out and looking for the food for that day or milking the cows and getting the grains. She didn't have to do that. But she still would wake up at 3 in the morning and pray. She would still wake up and pray, be up in the morning, drink her coffee or whatever and relax. Like that was her thing. And that is just something that has stuck to me. I right now am going to school. I am working full time. I'm going to school full time, working full time, and I have a part time job and I have five children and life is so hard to juggle. It is so hard, but I have found time to do everything that I need to do for school in my prayer life by waking up early in the morning. I wake up at 2.30 every single day to get my day ready because I know I have other responsibilities and I know that prayer and homework need quiet time. I know I have to do these things before my children wake up. Like, there's no other way around it. I have to. So I have to go to sleep early enough to be able to wake up before my children do and get just myself situated for the day. And um, I just, I'm so happy that I had people, family in my life most of all, to show me these, um, just these necessary things that we have to do in our life if we want to get somewhere or if we want to be able to achieve something for the day. And um, that influence of my grandmother is the best influence I could ever have. I know my mom still tries sometimes to wake up in the morning and pray, you know, before she has to go to work and everything, but this is something waking up at 3 a.m. Remembering her waking up at 3 a.m. is something I will take forever and something I hope to pass on to my children. And, um, yeah, it's just one of the, one of the diamonds I was passed on from my grandparents. And I'm very grateful for that. And, um, yeah so I just kind of wanted to to touch on influence today, and I hope that you guys um, can recall some influences that you guys that you guys have in your life have had or that wish to have, and kind of try to see how we can uh, you know apply those more in, in the beginning of next year. And you know I, I'm pretty sure our parents never want to teach us anything wrong. But I highly encourage you guys to just sit down and pick at the good influences and the bad influences and you'll be amazing to to remember certain things from your past that could be of great, great help today. Well, that is it for today. I hope you guys have an awesome and wonderful day today and I'll see you guys back tomorrow. Bye.